Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 17th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, <laughs> I'm doing great. You know, we are uh, in the media center here, the, pre- the Precision Pro Satellite Office. Uh, it pre- is a Precision Pro house. It's, a, it's Friday night. You know, we, we wanted to knock this thing out. Uh, maybe go to dinner. Yeah, try to get, maybe get a good meal. Uh, we have a lot of restaurant recommendations for Boston. Not enough time. Usually too crowded. Not a lot of reservations being taken. It's pretty nice uh, tonight. It's fantastic. Too. So we are at the we are at the back of the media center. Probably you know people staring at us through this plexiglass uh, barrier, uh, and we're going to knock this Friday podcast out and then go lay our heads at the Precision Pro House tonight. What'd you make of an eventful? You know what we talked about this on the way in, like the U.S. Open the first couple of days is. Um, it they're long it's really long and it can drag a little bit i wouldn't say this one dragged you have a fantastic leaderboard with a lot of great players playing well in the my i thought big, the waves big, were a little inequitable my, like my big question is 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 tory a better course because of the leaderboard still this one's pretty good rory rom colin morikawa but yeah the fields were inequitable obviously the wind was pretty it was whipping this morning but i would say that before the draw came into play i just didn't feel like i know you got jt on the other end bryson i guess but he's not really a player dj but it just felt like a lot of the action was in this draw in the morning yesterday and then again today some of these get a little long in the first days and, and you need a little course drama to spice it up but uh we got a good good friday afternoon i think yeah i i mean i use this analogy with uh i was talking with kyle porter i i is like you know, if you if you looked at this as a big game, you know, and we're in, we're halfway mark. You know, not every literally first half, half the halfway mark is thirty six exci- exciting in you know, in basketball and football. You know, there's been plenty of dud halves and Super Bowls, so we're here. It, it's a, the leaderboard. I think the afternoon really kind of put it into it. It provides some pop. Mm-hmm. Early on, you know, it was a little bit, a little bit scary, a little frightening. Yep. We weren't sure what was going to happen. It could have been, you know, gone a lot of ways. I think the afternoon wave got the much better end of the draw. The wind died down in the afternoon. It was supposed to be storms and everything, and uh, you know, the golf course got a little, got a little water applied, a little we'll preemptive water. So we each were supposed to come up with three things. It's a little device a lot of people use. I guess we're using it for this show. I put syringing down. Did you have that? I mean, No, I didn't. I, and this was after like a little... Uh, I guess the storm wasn't as substantial as they thought, but they got water. Some It sprinkled a little bit, but they did syringe in the middle of the round. Did that create a fairness issue for you at all? Presumably they watered overnight or in the morning too, so it wasn't like the morning wave had it crispy, but it sort of felt like 
unnecessary. It was a little firmer. I went out earlier this morning. It was firmer, I suppose. It wasn't doughy, to use your term, as it's doughy. It's still doughy. Yeah. But I, there was I, some I, rolling. Listen, they do so many moisture readings. They have those moisture devices, and they're constantly doing moisture readings. And I'm sure that they know, like, exact numbers for this stuff. But the reality, I think, is is that... Like, why are we trying to make this so exact science? And, you know, like, I think because yesterday... Because we're scared of, like, yeah. it becoming a national story and guys losing their minds and then we have to write about it and talk about it and yell at them. That's, what the, that's why they yesterday, want to make it exact. Yesterday afternoon, it, it got... I felt, like, a little bit firmer. Yeah. And then today I thought it was pretty receptive in the afternoon. And, obviously, it wasn't as windy, so that played a part in it. But, you know... I, I think one of the things that I really appreciate, if we want to talk about setup right off the bat, mm-hmm. I think the setup's been pretty, in the course combined with the setup, has been equitable in the sense of we have tremendous variety on the leaderboard. We have guys that hit it long. We have guys that are shorter. We have, you know, most importantly, Who I think- Who are the shorter what, guys on the leaderboard? Jolie D. Joel D. Colin, Colin Morikawa uh, is not long. <laughs> Harmon, Harmon isn't a. Harmon's not a bomber. I think one of the things that uh, you know, Joe Joe Lamagna has been uh, been sending me some messages. I mean, effectively, we have a memorial. Hmm. So a memorial's broken out. There, you have to find the fairway. You have to be close. You have to be in play. You know, and I think that's something that everybody's wanted out of U.S. Opens is they don't want this bomb and gouge that kind of has taken over uh the last couple uh, years with the u.s open i think this year we've got a a tournament where it's really like if you come and you drive it well you're gonna have a really good chance uh is that a compliment to jack's place or is it yeah uh, i think jack's is, place is really good at identifying a great ball striker is that the bar is that what we should expect from the u.s open a memorial i i think what it does really well is it separates uh quality golf ball striking that week yeah okay um and you see it in this week you know you've got a, in joseph lamagna's true accuracy accuracy rank ratings you've got guys more is 51 buckley's four hayden buckley's four rom's 15 rory's 131 this is out of 240 pga tour players uh aaron wise is 102 and joel damon's 42 uh, Matt Neesmith is 24. Harmon is five. It is a hardcore accuracy test. I mean, Rory is the worst, and he's just below average. And as we know, like when Rory drives the ball really well, it's kind of a spectacle. So for you, that's a good an indication of good setup I plus think, course. You know, I think the thing that it is is that the, that rough is manageable, right? Like yeah. if you're just off the fairway, and I, they kind of graduated a little bit, but little like bit. the thing that I I really and we talked about it on Tuesday, like I was really happy with like how irregular there's patchy spots. We like, saw, I mean, we saw today with Rory, kind of found out he went. He wasn't just in the immediate rough, but he went into the high stuff at three. Yeah, and he struggled. Fluffed, you know, went under it, and then got went disappeared. He had to kind of jam it out, and then finally popped it out. Uh, so there's different kinds of penalties, I suppose. Not- yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing is that if you if you are driving the ball well, you're getting heavy rewards. And I think a lot of that's like topography. I think one of the other things that's playing into shorter hitters' hands, there's a lot of 
there's a handful of holes that are like 385 and where those guys can hit driver they can have a wedge like the the longer hitters have this weird decision it's not necessarily drivable but there's those i think what is it four sub 400 yard holes out mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. and those holes provide and then you think about like nine where everybody's laying back like yeah guys are hitting it from similar spots and those it's not just a parade of 450 yard plus par fours mm -hmm. like there's a lot of variety in the and then the par five also like you have to drive it in gotta, the fairway yeah on those par fives so you see this recipe and i think that's the thing like what excites me about this tournament is that we have variety like that is what you always want. You want to see different types of players and do, people doing it different ways. And um, and it's I, I'm excited about that. One thing I'd like. Uh, so it seems like we're sated, I suppose, on the course and the I setup think it so needs far. To get but firmer. I was going like, to say, I would like to see a little not goofy or edge being pushed, but like a real like the ball doesn't go. I don't know, <clears throat> twenty feet away for a two putt. It goes like. 50 60 feet away or off the green if it's an imprecise shot like you see guys really kind of getting away with like bad shots in a place where they can two putt pretty easily i was thinking about this while i was out there and i feel like now the u.s open went is like we we don't care about par anymore we care about six under six is our number well it's a we're five gonna, right now we're gonna just cruise at six like four to six we're gold. Nobody's going to complain. You know, this is our number. And I think they've manipulated the country club in the opposite way that they used to manipulate. Like, they've actually softened this place from what it wants to be right now. Like, this place wants to be firm. It's The weather's been perfect for yeah. it to be a freaking racetrack. The fairways, I think, are pretty close to perfect. Um, but the green, like, it, it wants to be firmer, and it should be firmer. And I think, like... I don't know how this place is maintained day in, day out, but I know how some very top-end superintendents maintain their clubs day in, day out. And mm -hmm. and if they had this kind of streak of weather, they would let it'd it. be a lot more nuclear than it is right now. Let and that's rip. what's frustrating, is that they, like, I think this place naturally is so difficult that it would be over par or around par right now if they just let the golf course be a little bit firmer. Winning score... At the 2021 PGA Championship with six under by Phil Mickelson. 2021 U.S. Open. John, Torrey Pines, John Rahm was six under. When scored the PGA, this year was five under. We are already at five under. Uh, you know, and, and granted, we were at five under with Rory by, you know, his sixth hole on uh, at Southern Hills. So that can come back. You know, it's, I'm not saying five under is going to win. But is this like really sort of approximating? Yeah. Like well, a there's, a reason I picked, there's a reason I picked six under. You know, when we did the, we did the previews, okay. yeah, like, I just think that this is what they've settled on. They want to be. And, and it's interesting because like, I know they're already narrowing up LACC and I just was laughing about it today out there. I was like, they're narrowing that to attempt to make it harder to get them to six. Right. They're softening the greens here in an attempt to make this one easier to get it to six. Just fucking let the course be what it wants to be. Yeah. Yeah, um, so it does seem like that's 
sort of a setup choice. Even par is it's, requires it's, goofy golf. Requires like a, a goofy. I don't think it's a goofy setup though. Here, this yeah. is. I think this golf course is just really hard. Right. And um, okay. I think the golf course is doing a wonderful job of testing testing yeah. golf. Like I think. Um, yeah, there's some narrow holes. There's some really narrow tee shots, really hard tee shots. But then there's some that are, are pretty like luxurious, like wide lane. Like if especially you can choose to hit lay back and keep make it wider, right? Yeah. And like a you know ten is a, a really wide friendly tee shot off the bat. You know, mm-hmm. I, I um I think it's doing a really great job. I I like the leaderboard a lot, obviously, and um and I just would love to see it pushed a little bit more. I okay. think that it would just bring do you think more. They do? I hope. I don't. Don't sound convinced. No. Okay. They're out f- watering greens in the middle of the day on it. When the greens when there's weren't potential that, rain coming yeah. too. Yeah. So, what's another thing you like? We did set up. I did syringing. Um. um I'd love to talk a little bit, John Rahm. Okay, what about him? Uh, I went out and watched his back nine um, today. Playing with Morikawa. Playing with Morikawa. Well, I was playing with, most importantly, the star of the Fireballs, James Pyatt. I thought I thought I saw Kevin Na sneaking around in the crowd. I couldn't tell. I what thought do you he mean? was I thought he was out there scouting. Oh, you mean? I think he might trade? have been thinking about tra- making a trade. Now, um, now we know as a trader type, he, yeah. he traded for Hedetto Tanahara. He <laughs> traded Dick Bland away. So, so we think, know he liked these like. I think you know, he was Danny out there Ainge scoping, scoping it out, yep. making sure, you know, want, wanted to see if the juice was worth the squeeze, you know. Okay. Um, but <laughs> that was all a joke. I, I did not see Na out there. But anyways, uh, the, uh, I, I was about watching Rom and I just was thinking like, you know, everybody gets on Rom's case about the, sometimes about his like, anger and how he gets fired up i just love it like he just plays golf the way he wants to play golf and i think that's like do you get angry out there today he just like you know he had one bad tee, he had a bad tee shot it seems like he's got the lefts going a little bit yeah um yeah oh he's kind of fighting something ridiculous eagle on 14 yeah and then i think he hit like he hooked Hard hooked, I think two or two or three in a row. Yeah, so. on one he hit a really bad tee shot. Yeah, and he like threw it a tee. I think he got mad. He got mad like twice out there. And what? It, and it, well, that's the thing is like you know what he's figured out. That's how he has to play golf. He would look pretty silly if he acted like an all stoic and and uh, I, I think he'd play pretty bad if he tried to be DJ out there, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. he plays golf like John Rahm, and I like. I love the individuality of his golf game, um, and uh, I just it, it's nice to see him playing well. It's nice to see him in, in the hunt, and I think like one of the the really pleasant surprises with the whole tournament is like we came in Morikawa and, and Rom have been disappointing because of the standards that they've set over the last few years. Yeah. They've been the two of the best players in the world, maybe the two best players in the world, and they've had bad years this year. And it's just nice to see them both in the mix here. Uh, and uh, you know, you start to look at it like those are uh, those guys getting getting another major. They you know they the superstar level of that they go up each of them with it is huge. Yeah, I uh, we did that roundtable thing on the Friday.com. It was like pick the flame out early. I think I said Colin Morikawa because right, he's like I'm hitting a draw and I don't know how or why. Uh, so that's that didn't work out, and I called out Brooks last night saying he was a disappointment. Get your shit together, Brooksy. 
he shoots like 67 he talks about like i'm too confident people hate me because i'm confident like that's that's why we you know i we don't hate him it's just like we'd rather have him in here talking a bunch of noise that's that's why i was disappointed um all right so colin markow leads at five under with jolie d who just got steered it in steered steered across God, the finish line it did not I mean, he made, billowed right across the finish line with the made a long long par on on 16 uh you know scrambling par there and then on 17 he's just like you can tell by his antics off the tee like you could just tell by body language how a guy's feeling and the way he was swinging it, he, that was a get this thing into the house we need to get this into the house and uh i don't know how i feel about his chances on the weekend if i'm being candid i like jolie d yeah but, uh yeah. you know i don't know how long he'll be around okay oh bo hostler just entered the mix too bo the bo show uh let's do an ad read for the precision pro precision pro house that they've put us up for the week uh friends of the program eric you met in michigan last week we've got i met i met like a lot of the precision pro are they team. good people great people you wouldn't like tell people, you wouldn't tell our audience otherwise no, like, you know i sponsoring. almost sat down and had a had a beer after we had a we had a uh, like a welcome party thing and, yeah. but i was meeting somebody for dinner the the precision pro guys were all just sitting out at a table outside i was like this looks delightful they were like yeah they're and good, I almost they're just hung folks. out with them. It's, it's like you just know the people behind the company, and it's not this giant conglomerate with people making a bunch of different stuff. Uh, they've been a delight to get to know personally. Uh, I think we can also speak to their product in addition to the people. They have a new Precision Pro NX10 out. Um, it's customizable. You can kind of add your own little flair if that's a thing you're into. You want to personalize your rangefinder? Well, now you can do that. But in addition to that sort of personalization, it's effective. It's uh, there's value, right? Some of these rangefinders are preposterous. Would you agree with that? Like some of the cost of these, like, yeah, you know, you want one that works. I get that, but there's no reason to you know spend an arm and a leg on a thing when it when it you know you can get it for. Uh, for less and, and precision pros kind of thread the needle with value and effectiveness and x10 uh you can personalize again like i said they've got an up, updated uh lcd display an external slope switch uh and, and that upgraded magnet i know which is, has caused you some angst this week you can go to precisionprogolf.com um and see how you can personalize it like the options for the nx10 you get 20 dollars off until june 19th if that's a father's day thing you want to print out the receipt just give it to them like hey you need this in your bag uh i would go that route because you get 20 dollars off an nx10 between now and the 19th which is sunday father's day go to precisionprogolf.com thanks again what's your second thing uh law and order no <laughs> there was <laughs> it was horrifying so there's law this and order. This is like the charm. This Dick is like Wolf. going back to TNT. Nobody knows. Well, NBC, they got, they're on 18 different channels. Like, they can't just put it on two. I have two. I, I'm okay with two. We do, like, Golf Channel or USA and then NBC, right? But it's Peacock. It's USA. It's NBC. It's back to USA. Then it closes with Peacock. I think. I think that's right. So they have it on the media center on these, you know... 30 by 30 foot giant screens and this guy's like you know it goes off at whenever it went off three o'clock four o'clock this guy's like shooting heroin <laughs> boy shooting heroin and this this person's in lingerie sending dirty texts and then all of a sudden she's getting choked out and it's like on this giant screen with all these 
media folks. And anyways, that they, they, they were sprinting for the remote to change oh, it man. to the golf, which was the I think Burly it Boy switched over to NBC. The Burly Boy got her up. Got her up. He's making walked, the cut. I got up close and personal. Got her up yesterday. Like walked right. He is thick all yeah, the way he's through. A thick boy. Thighs, calves. He's a burly you boy. Know, torso. He's he's a burly. He's a proper burly boy. Um. Anyways, that was the Law and Order SUV. Uh, SVU, whatever it is. That's my. Uh, that wasn't a thing. Uh, DJ talking was another thing I had because. Quite honestly, we're reading the tea leaves on everything now. I would started scanning the Travelers Championship list. Came out at five o'clock. Like, oh, who was committed there? That might not be. But there wasn't anything big yet. I suspect if they're live boys, they will WD sort of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday as that stuff comes out. Right? Yeah. DJ talked about how he wanted to wait a little bit, but it yeah, was yeah. The- so he started talking. He's like, I have no regrets. I'm gonna play wherever I'll play. I'll be fine. They're like, do you feel like you're not getting competitive reps or like good competitive reps for something like this, a major? He goes, no, as long as I'm playing golf, I'll be fine. He obviously was dismissive. Talked about how his attorney, you know, this is a thing we've heard like Lloyd, you know, some of these guys were bringing in their personal attorneys to do these contracts. And like, what does that mean for the agent? Is he not going to get a cut or would that mean an agent might not push him to live because he's getting less of a cut? Seems to have, come around the other way that these agents are are getting a nice cut for guys going to live and he talked about how he wished he wouldn't have had to jump so soon and i think that gets to the um he was like right on the cusp of getting lifetime membership i think will gray had the numbers like needed 10 more pga tour starts five more something like in the range of a couple months worth of time on the pga tour and he would have had fulfilled the 20 i wonder what the money difference was so what did they because they needed their their lead the big, horse yeah, for the announcement for the first event. So anyways, uh, I was going to be really disappointed if DJ just kept refusing to do media. I don't know people don't give a shit about guys blowing off the media necessarily, but like, I don't know if, if you're only going to talk to people within like the confines of the live events, I think that's bullshit. And uh, so he talked a little bit and it was all live, live stuff. So finally good, got him on the record. Uh, I asked if anybody else had denied media because a lot of these guys are dodging, don't want to talk about it, but everybody has. Cantley, I think, finally talked. So uh, that that's what something can't I pay attention. Say? I don't know. Uh, he's talking about drinking milk out of a saucer. He made the cut, I think. Maybe he was on the. Yeah, it's jumping around a little bit. He's t fifty four. He's right on the edge of plus three. He's in. So, yeah, he'll be. He's good. got early tea time. He'll be good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. He can get out there and uh, take his time around Lap there. Up the mil- yeah. What's up with him? He's so grumpy. I don't know. Okay. What's another thing of yours? Uh, Nick Hardy. Like I said yesterday, this is a guy you expect to be up here. It's his fourth U.S. Open. I watched um, him for a little today. He hits the ball. Yeah, he's he's a really talented guy. And sometimes these things take a little bit more time. And maybe U.S. Open is, uh, is, his, is his breakout performance. But... I just um he's a golf nut. He had a he he hurt his wrist at Zurich and he I mean this kid is like one of those guys that just like lives breathes and eats golf and um you know it, it just made me think about like how how goofy golf is. He was struck, he hasn't had a good year. This is his rookie year on the PGA Tour. He hasn't had a good year. He's ha- he's at the current pace going to lose his card. Um, obviously, a good performance here would really drastic, dramatically help that. But you know he's struggling. 
And like, I think your natural intuition with golf is always like, I got to work harder and he hurts his wrist. He can't swing for a month and, uh, he has to take time off. He comes back. He finished, he lost in a playoff to Harry Hall on the corn Ferry tour in his first start back. Then he, he makes the cut. He qualifies for the U S open and then he makes the cut at, uh, he finishes like 35th at Canada played well. And now he's here in, in the mix. And, and I just think like, it's just like a perfect example of golf and how often, you know, if you want to do, if you want to fix something, you should do the opposite of what you think you should do. Um, you know, it's the old adage of aim left. Uh, if you're hitting it left, aim left. If right. you're hitting it right, aim right. right. Like it's a game of, of uh, you know, and I, and I think that's the other thing. Like with this setup is the same thing. It's the kind of a contradiction. Like, you know, if you want to curb power have the thickest rough possible line every fairway with it no it's like this rough's manageable and patchy and and oh look at that it, it, we're getting a lot of variety on the leaderboard yeah it's it's interesting I'm, I'm looking at the leaderboard now it's crazy how just the mix of like davis lingmerth yeah lingmerth you know? yeah but then there's like zalatoris peters uh brandon matthews is like within the top 25 it, it is kind of sort of all over the place so a good eclectic leaderboard which is what i think you want of, of qualifiers like studs at the top of the world rankings um anything else on things what's you do you have a third do you have anything i mean i did phil, phil yeah, rory. What, what, i wrote about phil i just went and followed him just to dispense with this how about further. rory what about him he looked good aside from that mess at three i mean that was like a Bad swing at 10 he said uh, that he, was a quintessential like fall apart seventy five, Rory, yeah. and he turned it around. There were like four or five times where like I feel like he normally you don't expect the putt to go in. And yeah, it's like the the birdie at seventeen, the save at eighteen. You you lip out and finish with a bogey or something like that, yeah. right? And they keep kind of they're going in right now. At least enough of them are. So I, is that the best case scenario Ariel, for you here at the midpoint? Like a well, real I case. pick I pick Scotty Scheffler, so that's the best case, you know. Um, okay, you know, but Scheff, if Scheffler if Scheffler wins, I'd have to sit through a press conference where he would say, you know, nothing of of any consequence. But you know, so that's that's the one disappointing. You'd learn a thing. new Bible verse or two, maybe <laughs> that'd be good. Him you could use Sam, it. Him and Sam Burns are are I guess rooming together. Yeah, they're really close. Good and friends. And they they went back to back in the in the in the media, and I, and all I could think was like, what are these guys talking about when they go back? Because like I oh. I haven't found anything that I would really want. Like they they seem nice guys. Yeah. But like sure. nothing has jumped off the page of being like, oh, you know what? I need I I. Would love to be a fly on the wall. You know who I heard is not a nice guy? Who's in the running with Eric Axley for Eric Axel? Our, our runaway leader early this morning. MJ. Yeah, apparently not a good, not a nice person. Which I've there will be maybe publications about that. But <laughs> of all, the gumption to be, you know, a fringe KFT guy and just be a giant <laughs> asshole. Maybe that's why you are. But. Uh, anything else from today? But Phil, whatever. I don't like. There was too much Phil hoopla. He just went out with a whimper. I thought it was amusing. Like all he had to do was play for the fans. Like that's all he was playing for. Like his shots in golf were not of consequence. He was like going so extra over the top with the thumbs up and playing to the crowd. And like, I think he just joined a tour where like there might not be crowds, right? And so this is like, 
I, I don't know. I think he's just in a daze. I don't think he expected this to really be the reality of how this was all going to play out. And he's kind of in a daze, and so he's trying to win the fans, and he did. There were a ton of fans. He's super popular, and they all love him. But it's like, are, is that are they going to even be around at you know Jeddah and uh, you know wherever else? Portland, Boston. I don't even think there'll be that many people for those. So, anyways, if that's what's like his drug, this adulation is like the drug that's sort of pushing him along because his golf's not good and you know he's not playing for stakes he's just got cash i just wonder like what's gonna satisfy him anymore anyways he was just were you happy was there a schadenfreude happy witness with him watching no him i wasn't he 11 beat, over he beat fran quinn i, I <laughs> oh, thought did. fran quinn was gonna take him down and and that was disappointing was he did just enough two shots just enough to to win the game within the game the sean zone was terrible this year there are two sean's crocker and jacklin and they're both second tied for second to dfl at 18 who's over. the most disappointing one one name um cameron smith Six six over t ninety eight. Yeah, I mean, if if a golf course favors not accuracy, driving. yeah, it's it's not going to be. Finau after last week goes seventy three seventy two. Just like not competitive. How about Cameron Young completing the three one three and not People making were very the cut? Fired about that. <laughs> Pulls off the three one three challenge late on Friday and still doesn't get in. Uh, Shane Lowry got a shitty draw. I think a lot of people loved him at the start of the week, and I just I followed them for a while. It's just like Phil Circus, right? And he's sweating out there. It's like eighty five, and he's got to deal with Phil and Louis Oosthuizen. So looks like he's going to MC. But uh, that's it. I mean, the live the live guys all mostly bombed out. You got DJ. I think we got four amateurs make the cut. That's good. It's pretty good. Piot is doing well. Piot, I think, missed the cut. He did? Oh, he was playing well. Oh, oh, T65. He, he, he just saw, barely. He saw, saw Nah and got nervous. He, you know, I, this is the thing I, I wanted to ask Pyatt. Better than you I know, expected. How is it, it, it to play with these trade amid trade rumors? You know? Knowing you're on the block. Do you have anything else from the day? No, nothing else. What do you want to see on Saturday? I want I want to see People I want to see ejected. a go- no I just want to hear I don't want to see anything I want to hear that hollow thud yeah that we haven't heard all week it's been a fucking pillow out on the greens may not <laughs> pillow a firm come pillow on. a firm pillow come on <laughs> like one of those like memory foam <laughs> yeah like, like when it just like gets a firm fun. pillow <laughs> <laughs> all right of these three options who's leading tomorrow Colin Morikawa John Rahm Roy McIlroy. Scotty Shuffler, those four. I'm not saying they're the only four options, but of those four, if you had to choose one, who would you pick? Um, Shuffler. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I, I know that's... He, did, he didn't make any putts today. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Got a nice hole out on 14, yeah. which is a little bonus. But All right, that does it from the Precision Pro Satellite Office uh, in Brookline, Massachusetts. We will be back with you on Saturday to wrap everything up. 